Welcome to the Every Day is Saturday podcast. The number one motivation show on the planet. No more Mondays for you. It's time to make every day Saturday. This is the podcast where we help you to accept who you are, not where you are. On the roller coaster of life, you know we only sit in the front seat champion. So make sure you are fastened in Let's go. Tired of feeling run down all the time during the week? We can help you make every day feel like it's a Saturday. Let's go pack your bags. It's time to leave Averageville. Introducing the man who thinks abnormal stands for above normal. When you're on fire, people will travel from miles around to watch you burn, baby. We are fired up. The host of the Every Day is Saturday show, Sam Crowley. Hello, champion. Welcome back to the Every Day Saturday podcast. So great to have you inside the number one motivational show on the planet. Hey, had a great day yesterday. Want to share with you, I uh, was able to give a talk to an amazing group of people here at the Jobs Plus program in Cincinnati, Ohio, run by the City Gospel Mission. And what that is, is people who have gone through very difficult times, just like you and I, but there, by the grace of God, there go I. Um, mainly addiction, uh, individuals that have suffered from addiction, may or may not have found themselves incarcerated, but at the very least, they are getting themselves back on track. Now, what, not everybody that goes through Jobs Plus has been in jail. That's not my point. My point is some have, uh, some have not. All are trying to get themselves back on their feet. So the lady that runs it, my friend Carol, asked me to come in and give a talk. Uh, one of the gentlemen were graduating out of the program, and they got their certificate, and they're off to do their interview and get their job, get back on their feet, add value to society. And I love it, man. It's why I do what I do. To be able to even be asked to go speak to a group of people like that, um, it's just awesome. I think it's, I mean, there's no day in my job in 15 years that was better than a day in a room full of individuals who I could just share a little bit of my story with and just hopefully um, give them a seed, plant a seed of inspiration. That what? What do you think I told them? Their best days haven't even happened yet. And look, when it comes to addiction, whether you're talking about heroin or alcohol or pornography, um, I'm not saying they're all the same, but many, many people suffer from it. It's only the brave ones that can talk about it. And when you share your message, look, alcoholism runs in my family. My mom was a, a very bad alcoholic, and I give her a lot of grace on that. She had to raise eight kids by herself, most of which, uh, at least my early years, were food stamps, welfare, all that good stuff, you know, standing in the free cheese line to get that big block of cheese they give out, going to Goodwill to get your clothes and things like that. And I'm not even saying it was that bad. Like, when I look back at my childhood— I don't look back saying, oh, my God, I can't believe I accomplished all I did because of how I grew up. I grew up in a Irish Catholic family. Yeah, single mom. Dad left when I was three months old. But very cool childhood. I mean, seven older brothers and sisters. I thought we were normal at the time. I mean, I didn't know any different. And I think that's really what you make of it. You know, you probably grew up in a family that, you know, show me a family that's not dysfunctional, and I'll show you a family that does not exist. Every family has dysfunction inside of it. And again, it's only the brave ones that admit it. We don't talk about it. We're not out there. And that's kind of one of the things I shared with them was, you know, when you go out in this job interview, you're leaving to go interview for your first job, your next job. And what you want to do is you want to tell your employer where you're going, like what your dreams are. Like very few people care about your past other than the fact they want to get to know you. You know, what makes you tick? But a lot of people dwell on the negative. You know, this was thrown in my way and I had this adversity and 
oh boy, I, I didn't grow up a trust fund baby and I didn't do that. That's fine. It's part of your story. You don't want to not tell people about it, but that's the rear view mirror. It's much smaller than the windshield. The windshield is so much bigger because what lies ahead of you is so much more important. And when you interview for a job, and I can tell you having hired hundreds of people in the corporate world back when I was a manager, I never looked at a resume only to like try to remember what their name was. That was it. Could not possibly care less where they went to college, could not possibly care less what their GPA was or anything. I cared about the value they were going to bring our organization. And I felt kind of bad, and I still do, for kids to go to college and they spend all that money and all that time, and then they spend all their time creating a resume that very few employers even care about. Because once you get in the door, they're going to train you the way they want to train you anyway, based on the organization and what they need from you and the output. And they want to know, do you have a great attitude? Are you coachable? Are you trainable? And I'll tell you what, there is nothing, nothing that can substitute a great attitude. I would take somebody with a 1.0 GPA and an amazing attitude and supremely coachable and willing to learn the system that we have over somebody who had a 4.0 GPA and thinks they know everything and, oh, yeah, I did this, I did that. It's just not going to work long term. And that's kind of why, in the long term, the A students end up working for the C students because the C students were the ones that were kind of the mavericks. They were bored with the system. They were bored with the day-to-day. They, were, they weren't challenged. You know, Towards the end of my corporate career, I just was not challenged. And it, it showed in my performance. It showed in my attitude. I was bored. You know, I'm here selling yellow pages, of all things, back in, you know, right at the at turn of the century. I started in 1990. Yellow pages was kind of a big deal. You know, everybody needed it. The plumber, the electrician, the lawyer, everybody needed it. 2004, I'm begging my employer to let me, you know, set, do this initiative that had to do with nothing but online and Internet. And they always wanted to go back to, yeah, but what about our yellow page? Right? What, who gives a crap? What do you mean? This thing's dead. It's a dinosaur. Let me ask you, when was the last time you opened a phone book? <laughs> I mean... Nobody did. And this was, you know, 17 years ago, 18 years ago. And I'm not saying I was right and they were wrong. I just wasn't challenged. I was bored. I was bored with the day to day. I was bored trying to fit in. I was bored just going to a job and doing what my boss wanted just to make him or her look good because they didn't have an original idea to save their life. And here I am literally begging to add value way beyond what they were paying me to do. But they wouldn't do it because it they just couldn't grasp it. They weren't mavericks. They didn't have any idea of what was coming down the pike. And they just wanted to follow the, the, you know, the lemmings right off the cliff. And so when I talked to the people at the City Gospel yesterday, part of the Jobs Plus program, tell people where you're going, where your vision is. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Dream big. You know, it doesn't cost any more to dream big than it does to dream small. So you might as well dream big. And yeah, people are going to laugh at you, mainly your family. Okay, and I got a lot of amens on that one. Everybody could relate to that one of when they share a big idea or a dream with a family member, they get laughed at, you know, and it uh, you will be hard pressed to find somebody in your inner circle that's going to cheer you on and be like, yeah, go for it. That sounds like a great idea. It's much more rare to find somebody in your in your inner circle and in your family when you launch your dream. Now, you got to And that's look, I could go on and on about what I probably talked for an hour but let me finish this thought and I'll get to the next one because I go off the rails a lot. But you're going to get hit, man, and it's going to be from the people closest to you. And it's because they never dared to dream big. And if they did, they never took action on it. And you're sitting here trying to sell your friends and family and people 
about what your dream looks like. They just don't get it because they don't think like you. They don't talk like you. They don't read the books you read. They don't watch the videos you read. They don't listen to this podcast like you do. It's just not going to have an impact on them. So why bother? Why bother? And I started off my conversation yesterday by talking about you really are the product of your four closest friends. You know, when I was hanging around people that love to go to happy hour, that, you know, put all of their energy and effort into their job title, uh, guess what I ended up like? That person, you know, if your friends are all making 40 to 50 grand, you're going to make somewhere around 40 or 50 grand. If all your friends are making 200 grand, you're going to make around 200 grand. Why? Because you got to rise to that level. And it's not about, you know, being better than anybody else. You're thinking differently. People who make 200 grand a year think differently than people who make 50 grand a year. People making 50 grand a year want to be average. They want to fly below the radar. They just want to do the bare minimum and get in and get out. People making 200 grand a year got big ideas. They got big dreams. They want to do things that other people are afraid to do. So as I was blessed to share that message yesterday that their best days haven't even happened, I said, look, man, and, and I said it again, you know, but for the grace of God, there go I, you know, I've struggled with alcohol and, you know, I believe that is hereditary. You know, I think if you have, there are generational curses. If your mom or your dad was a big alcoholic, that's what was modeled to you. And the likelihood of you being one is pretty damn high. And you're going to have to fight that off. Um, and it goes gambling, same thing. You know, a lot of those things, a lot of those traits, I believe, are passed on. And, and you are going to have to break those generational curses. I never had fatherhood modeled for me. I had no idea what a good dad looked like. No clue. So I'm kind of flying by the seat of my pants, uh, you know, having kids here, trying to figure out on the fly, how do I be a good dad? You know, and I just look at who I believe are good fathers, people who put their kids first. Uh, the priorities are there. They don't just rush home from work to get the Johnny's baseball game and or they sit on the chair with a remote watching the news while, you know, the little baby bounces on their lap and they're barely not even present. I didn't want to, if I was going to be a dad, I was going to be a dad. I was going to be some half-assed version of a dad or, you know, might as well have been an absentee father, you know, going to work every single day and missing out on my kids. So, uh, and this all goes towards what I'm doing in 2022. I mentioned I'll be in Orlando January 25th. I'm going to announce the uh, venue on Monday. It looks like it's going to be super casual, super intimate, maybe 15 to 20 of us. And I'm going to give the same type of presentation. We're going to sit around a room and I want to hear your ideas and your dreams. If you can't make it to Orlando, you can be in Texas next month. I'm looking to Texas next month. And every single month, at least one time each month, I'm going to go to a different city. I'd love to come to yours. You know, get 10 or 20 people together. Let's do it. Just shoot me an email, sam at everydayissaturday.com. Let me know a bit about you and where you live and why it would make sense for me to come into your town and give that presentation. And we can hang out and mastermind. And I'll do it. Uh, I promise you this much. I'll try like hell to do it. Because we really miss this face-to-face -face interaction, especially over the past 20 months or so. And there's no substitute. You can do a Zoom call. Uh, that's okay. It's neat. I get it. We can all communicate on Zoom. But there's nothing like that belly-to-belly -belly fire that's created when people are in the same room together. And that is exactly what happened yesterday at the City Gospel Mission Jobs Plus program. So I want to thank Carol for inviting me in and all the great champions that were there yesterday. Uh, you blessed me by being in the room. And uh, I hope you just took a little bit about what I shared with you and take that out into the workforce, get that job, crush it. Some of them want to be entrepreneurs, which of course, <laughs> of course, warms my heart, you know, and I love it, man. You know, these people are starting life all over again. Truth be told, we're all starting all over again. You know, we're only one bad decision, one bad connection uh, away from really falling into the depths and going into the valley. You don't got to stay there, but man, don't get so complacent. 
Don't be like I was, some smart ass out there thinking you got life figured out because you can get taken out by the knees today, today. You know, whether you like it or not, man, that's the reality of life. The key is, are you going to get back up? And the answer is, hell yeah, of course you are. <laughs> you, are, Of course you are. Let's do it, baby. So uh, I'll be back on the show Monday, update on Orlando. And uh, also, of course, if you want to work together one-on-one and set rocket fuel to your dream, get on my calendar. I'll call you. Go to launchwithsam.com. All right, let's do it. Have the best day of our... And that's a wrap. Another Everyday Saturday podcast in the books. Thanks so much for listening. Would you do your boy a favor? Would you get on iTunes or wherever you listen to the Everyday Saturday podcast and leave a rating for the show? It helps amazing people like you find the show faster. And that's what I'm looking for, amazing people like you. Hey, I'm always hanging out on the interwebs. You can check me out on Instagram, at Everyday is Saturday. Let me know you're listening to the show. Love, 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 love hearing from fans of the Everyday Saturday podcast. And one last thing, when you're ready to launch, get on my calendar. Go to launchwithsam.com. You and I are going to work together to set rocket fuel to your dream. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'll see you on the next Everyday is Saturday podcast.